This is the People Mentor Podcast for managers and leaders wanting to thrive and grow and create a culture that incorporates kindness and compassion and builds a high-performing team. Hi, I'm Nicola from The People Mentor. Today I want to talk about building a powerful culture and how it is key to the success of any SME business. A strong company culture can help you attract and retain talented employees, improve productivity and efficiency, increase your customer satisfaction and overall drive business growth. So let's look at what a poor culture could look like in the business world. ABC Incorporated is a small firm that specialises in IT project management. The company has been in business for five years and has grown to 20 employees. However, the culture at ABC Incorporated is toxic and dysfunctional. The company's founder and CEO, Jack, is a micromanager who is constantly checking on his employees' work and giving them conflicting instructions. Jack is also prone to outbursts and yelling at his employees when they make mistakes. This has led to a culture of fear and anxiety among the employees. The employees at the company are also competitive with each other rather than collaborative. They are reluctant to share information or ask for help for fear of being perceived as incompetent. As a result of the dysfunctional culture, the company has a high turnover rate. Employees are frequently quitting or getting fired, which has led to a loss of institutional knowledge and client relationships. The company's clients have also noticed a dysfunctional culture at ABC Incorporated. They have complained about missed deadlines, poor communication and a lack of quality work. This has led to a loss of business and a damaged reputation for the company. Overall, the dysfunctional culture at the company has had a negative impact on the company's employees, clients and the bottom line. So how can you identify whether you've got any issues? So if you've seen any of this in your business, then you have a problem. So let's start with the questions that you need to use to assess your culture. The first one is, what are the core values of your organisation and are they being upheld by your employees? Then, how do your employees feel about your culture? Are they engaged and motivated or are they disengaged and unhappy? And you probably at this point are going to have to do a survey that's anonymised to get the, the true feelings plus it's great to be on the shop floor and listen to what's being said if you're sitting quietly in a corner people forget that you're there and you'll often hear lots of things so this is when it's really important as a lead and a manager is to do go and sees to find out what's really going on and then look at how do you communicate with your employees and are you creating an environment of open communication and transparency or is it all done behind closed doors So again, you need to look at this and look at how your managers that work for you are doing this as well. Are your employees encouraged to share their opinions, ideas and feedback? And are those suggestions being considered and acted upon? 
How do you celebrate success and recognise employees for their hard work and achievements? And is there a sense of trust and respect between employees and leadership? Or is there a culture of fear and anxiety? How do you handle conflicts and difficult conversations within the business? Are you promoting collaboration and teamwork? Or is there a sense of competition and silos within the business? And how do you ensure that your culture is inclusive and diverse and that everyone feels valued and respected regardless of their background or identity? And how do you continually assess and improve your culture to ensure it remains strong and aligned with your values and goals? So there's some questions to really help you start thinking and looking at what's going on in your business. So once you've reviewed your findings, it's important for you to take action based on the feedback and insights gained. You may spot one or two areas that need some work, and that's okay because most businesses are not 100% okay. The key thing here is to review and take the action. Start by analysing the results and identifying what needs improvement. Can you see any patterns and themes in the feedback you receive? Don't forget to identify areas where your culture is strong as well as areas where improvements can be made. People often concentrate on the improvements only and I've seen this a lot and this is when the stronger areas slide backwards as you forget to keep up the work on those stronger parts. And remember to communicate with your employees, share the results of the assessment with them and communicate what you plan to do to improve the culture. Encourage employees to provide ongoing feedback and suggestions and get them involved. And a neglected area, especially at times of cost cutting, is training resources. If you want a skilled and efficient workforce, then providing training and resources to help employees with their skills as well as understanding and embracing desired culture, is essential. I've seen training cut on many an occasion in operational areas, and this is destructive to growth and also for creating the improvements that are needed. Remember, you need to continually assess and improve. Culture doesn't stay still, and it's important to continually assess it and then improve it. Regularly ask for feedback, track progress and adjust your approach as needed. Recently, I read Daniel Coyle's The Culture Code. His approach mirrors what I have seen in successful organisations and it is how I lead. His approach covers that building a strong culture is based on the idea that culture is not a set of rules or policies, but a set of behaviours that are reinforced over time. In his book, Coyle outlines three key elements for strong culture, building safety, sharing vulnerability and establishing purpose. The first one, building safety. Well, this means creating an environment where employees feel comfortable and secure. And that includes building trust among employees, creating a sense of belonging and promoting an atmosphere of mutual respect. Coyle suggests that leaders can build safety by encouraging feedback and open communication and by creating opportunities for employees to connect on a more personal level. Next is sharing vulnerability. Sharing vulnerability means creating an environment where employees feel comfortable sharing their mistakes and weaknesses. And this helps to build trust and foster a culture of learning and growth. 
And Coyle suggests that leaders can encourage vulnerability by being open about their own mistakes and weaknesses, creating an atmosphere of psychological safety and framing mistakes as opportunity for growth. I remember owning up to mistakes I made and I recall a work conference where I felt like a fish out of water and I was really struggling. As a team we were there together and in the moment of vulnerability I told the team who pulled together to support me. The third key element is establishing purpose. Establishing purpose means creating a sense of shared vision and mission among employees. And this helps motivate employees and align their work with the goals of the organisation. Coyle suggests that leaders can establish purpose by communicating a clear mission and vision, creating opportunities for employees to connect with the organisation's purpose and creating a sense of autonomy and ownership among the employees in relation to the vision and mission. And I think this is spot on. I remember a new team I joined to lead. We really struggled as our purpose had not been defined and as a result we were not productive. As a lead I felt lost and bewildered and like a headless chicken. Again this is when I showed my vulnerability to my team who felt then able to share how they were feeling. What I also did was escalate to the senior leaders that the team were floundering and we needed a sense of direction and purpose. So I really think Coyle's book is to the point and well worth a read. Now I want to touch on as well Charles Handy's model of organisation culture and it's really worth considering as it will give you insights into your culture. Handy identifies four types of organisational culture. These are the power culture, role culture, task culture and person culture. So the power culture is characterised by a few individuals who make decisions. Whereas a role culture is focused on rules and procedures. And then a task culture is centred around completing tasks. The person culture values individuals over the organisation as a whole. These types of cultures are very distinct. It's important to note that many organisations have a mix of cultures rather than one specific type. For example, a company could have a task culture for its software development team, but a role culture for its finance department. Understanding the different types of cultures can help you identify strengths and weaknesses in your organisation, and then you can develop strategies for improving culture and performance. And if you're finding you're seeing a dominant type, then find a successful leader within the organisation to model the behaviours that you would like to see. Also, consider how the dominant style affects your management and leadership style and what you may need to change. So, let's have a look at 10 ways to make improvements to your culture. The first is to establish core values. So, identify the core values that your company stands for and incorporate them into your culture. Make sure your values align with your mission statement and that they are communicated clearly to all employees. The next is to lead by example and that goes without saying really. But leaders play a critical role in establishing and maintaining a strong culture. Set an example by living those company values and demonstrating the behaviours you expect from your employees. And then think about hiring to fit the culture. 
So when you're hiring new employees, look for individuals who align with your company's value and culture. Skills and experience are important, but cultural fit is equally crucial. And as discussed earlier, foster open communication. So really encourage that open communication between employees and between employees and leaderships. Create opportunities for feedback and listen to suggestions and concerns. Next comes trust. This is really key. Trust is the foundation of a strong culture. Build trust by demonstrating transparency, honesty and integrity. People need to feel safe and that they can actually open up. Another important action is to recognise and reward, celebrate successes and recognise employees for their hard work and achievements. And really promote teamwork, encourage that collaboration and that teamwork rather than competition and silos between departments or teams. Empowering employees is often talked about. So provide employees with the autonomy and the resources they need to succeed. And this is where being really clear on how to make decisions and who has what responsibility really does help. Consider how you foster a positive work environment. So you need to create an environment that's welcoming, supportive and free from discrimination. So you need to develop an approach where people care about each other and are genuinely interested in their fellow team members. And finally, encourage personal and professional development. Provide opportunities for employees to learn and grow, whether it's through training programs, mentorship or career development plans. There are so many ways to developing your people, from shadowing, buddying, to bite-sized videos and more. And this helps employees feel valued and invested by the organisation. And this can lead to increased engagement and motivation. And I'm sharing this because previous experience has shown me this. And I can remember working as a project lead. My team members asked for project training. It was deemed unnecessary by the senior leads and there was no available time to provide it, we were told. It definitely demotivated some of the team who were looking for roles where they would get the training. And this goes back to people's motivators, as I've covered in earlier podcasts. So it's about understanding what really are intrinsic motivators for your people as well and if you can get that right and if learning and developing is one of them they'll go somewhere else if they're not getting it from you having looked at building a powerful culture it's clear it's critical to the success of any SME business so by following the tips outlined in this podcast you can create a culture that attracts and retains top talent it improves productivity and efficiency it increases the cost customer satisfaction and it drives business growth. By focusing on these areas you can build a culture that aligns with your business goals and values and sets you on the path to success. If you're a manager looking to improve your leadership skills and build a powerful culture within your business then check out the Managers Academy or perhaps you're a small employee just started and you've got a team of say one to five employees and you're really struggling about how to manage them then again, pop and have a look at the Manager's Academy on my website. 
Developing your leadership skills, it provides training and coaching to help you become a more effective leader with a focus on building that strong and positive culture that you're looking for. And it teaches you to focus on safety, vulnerability and purpose with your employees. It develops um, the leadership skills as well to improve employee engagement and motivation. And that helps with increased productivity and better business outcomes. It also gives an opportunity to network with other managers. It will allow you to share best practice, creating a community of support and collaboration. It will also drive business growth by developing your leadership skills and building a strong culture. You can drive business growth and achieve your business goals. So don't miss this opportunity to develop your leadership skills and build a powerful culture within your business. And you can sign up today to hear more about the Managers Academy and the bonuses that are coming along as well by visiting www.thepeoplementor.co.uk forward slash the Managers Academy. Well, that's it for today. I really hope you found this useful. This is The People Mentor signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the People Mentor podcast. If you are a new or accidental manager, pop along to www.thepeoplementor.co.uk to find out more about the Managers Academy, which is there to help you thrive and grow and create the enhanced career success that you want and build that great performing team you'd need.